Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's Smart 7, holiday hell as Greece continues to burn, RIP Twitter and lots more. It's Tuesday the 25th of July, it's National Merry-Go-Round Day and happy birthday Matt LeBlanc. The Smart 7, it's news but not for news. The Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis says Greece is at war with fire as firefighters battle for a seventh straight day with wildfires in multiple locations including Rhodes, Corfu and now Evia, the latest island to go up in flames. Blazes on roads remains out of control according to the island's deputy mayor and the fires have forced 19,000 people to leave their homes. EasyJet and Jet2 have cancelled upcoming trips and begun repatriation flights but not all operators are playing by the same rules. Some airlines, <coughs> Ryanair and Thomas Cook, continued flying people to the affected areas. But Greek Minister of Tourism Olga Kefalogiani isn't worried. She says people should continue flying to roads. There has been no disruption in the airport. Only a small part of the whole island of Rhodes was affected. The fires have brought climate change into focus, but when asked about the push to reach net zero, Rishi Sunak said he doesn't want to increase household costs through environmental policies. Yes, we're going to make progress towards net zero, but we're going to do that in a proportionate and pragmatic a way that doesn't unnecessarily give people more hassle and more costs in their life. Meanwhile, Foreign Office Minister Andrew Mitchell says the UK is at the forefront of fighting climate change. It's undoubtedly a wake-up call. Climate change is real, it is now, and it is essential that the world combats it, and Britain is playing a leading role in doing that. As the nation struggles with high mortgage rates and a rental crisis, the Tories are promising more homes in city centres, including a massive development in Cambridge. Housing Minister Michael Gove introduced new detail as part of the government's pledge to build a million new homes by the end of the current parliament. Rishi Sunak insists his party will meet its commitment before the next election expected in 2024. And to help things along, Gove's hoping to relax planning rules in England in an effort to create more homes in urban areas. We are unequivocally, unapologetically and intensively concentrating our biggest efforts in the hearts of our cities. Because that's the right thing to do, economically, environmentally and culturally. His plans for Cambridge are already attracting opposition, with local Tory MP Anthony Brown pledging to block the plan for a new urban quarter. And Labour's Lisa Nandy isn't convinced either. She took aim at the government's new plan, warning it doesn't go far enough. House building has fallen off a cliff. We've got a generation shut out of home ownership. We need less of these broken promises, less of the recycled commitments, and a government that is genuinely serious about getting Britain building again. Russia has continued to attack Odessa in the wake of the collapse of the Black Sea grain deal. The strikes have hit a variety of targets, including agricultural sites, and killed at least one person, as well as damaging historic architectural landmarks, according to Ukrainian officials. Meanwhile, the spring offensive continues to make slow progress, with the major gains so far around the battered city of Bakhmut. Deputy Minister of Defence Hannah Malia gave an update. The Russian Federation continues conquest war against our state, against Ukraine, and 
and key objective of the Russian Federation is full occupation of the whole territory of Ukraine. Author and Ukraine correspondent for the Financial Times, Christopher Miller, explains that the constant barrage of attacks is wearing down the residents of Odessa. It's horrific, but a lot of these missiles are targeting grain silos and infrastructure meant for the export of grains from Ukraine. And and it's having a major impact not only on the local economy, but the uh, global economy and uh, exacerbating uh, hunger in places that are in great need of, of food. Social media users are mourning the death of Twitter again. The world's richest man has decided that Twitter should now be known as simply X. It's apparently part of a master plan to launch a single site that'll do social media, video, banking and possibly crypto, but it's really not clear how any of that's going to work. The rebrand may mean that tweets now become Xs. It's all a bit of a hot mess, really, so let's check in with our Smart 7 tech guru, Will Guyot. I'm not alone in scratching my head and wondering what the hell X actually is. Now, Elon Musk and Linda Yaccarino the two bosses of X are saying it's the beginning of the app that does everything. But all we've got at the moment is a logo made from an uncopyrightable Unicode character and they're just selling a dream that's not ready for prime time. None of this stuff yet exists. Still to come on the Smart 7, we bid farewell to a sporting hero and a BBC News legend. Right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Nottingham Forest and England legend Trevor Francis has died aged just 69. He's believed to have suffered a heart attack in Spain where he lived for half the year. He'd had a heart attack 11 years ago but made a good recovery. He scored 12 goals for England and won two European Cups with Forest, scoring the winning goal in 1979 against Malmo. He was also the UK's first million-pound player way back in 1979 when legendary manager Brian Clough signed him in a blaze of publicity. He spoke to ITV Sports and recalled that winning goal that brought European glory. Rest in peace, Trevor. Robert, for the first time we've seen them attack them, and there's Francis! And Trevor Francis, the million-pound man, returns a great deal of the cheque. I had to make up a lot of ground. You know, I was sprinting because, can you imagine, if you put that ball to the back post and I wasn't there, it's the biggest moment of my footballing career. Pop star and Gen Z ambassador Olivia Rodrigo says she's a bookworm. Well, that may not be the term she's using, but she's definitely part of the TikTok niche known as BookTok. But don't try and get her to read a Kindle. She's going retro. I am on BookTok. Do you read on like a Kindle or an actual book? I try to read on an actual book. Thank New you. York has good bookstores too. I, I could never read on like a Kindle or anything because if I finish a book, that's an accomplishment. Oh my it's God. my trophy. Totally. You want to like slam it shut, like put on your bookshelf. BBC News reader George Alagaya has died at the age of 67 after a long struggle with bowel cancer. The award-winning BBC News reader reported from around the world and became well known as the face of both the 6 o'clock news and 9 o'clock news. He's been documenting his battle with cancer since 2014, continuing to work through chemotherapy. 
Tributes have poured in from across the broadcasting and news industry, including from his colleague and friend, BBC News reader Clive Myrie. Rest in peace, George. We loved him here at BBC News, and I loved him as a mentor, colleague and friend. His spirit, strength and courage in the later years of his life are something his family can be so proud of. Journalism has lost a giant. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world.